About That Action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you'll get a risk-free bet up to $500. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by BetterThan.Vegas. Better Than Vegas is your home for free daily video picks from SGPN. It's like YouTube, but for sports gambling, make sure to subscribe to our profile at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash BTV. We're also brought to you by Riffer. Riffer is your home for mini podcasts from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Subscribe to our Riffer channel today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash R-I-F-F-R. Welcome, everyone, to About That Action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Waddy Watnell, joined by my co-host and partner in picks, Mark Megatron Glass. Today is Monday, April 19th. Mark, how was your weekend? To be honest, I'm actually a little bit rattled from the weekend, and it was something that I wanted to to bring it up on the show just just to start it right off. Okay, go ahead. Dive in. (laughs) Will do, will do. So, So this weekend... Thank you for asking. Mm. I uh, so I so I met up with uh, a, a friend of mine uh, down in Orange County. So we, we were going to go get dinner with my friend, two of our other friends as well. So we go to this like bar slash restaurant. You know how it is these days, right? Like you get your table, everything's like kind of spread out, or whatever, right. right? So we just went. We just wanted to grab like one drink. You know, we, we weren't really like trying. Like we just wanted to grab a drink and like go watch the fights and whatever. Yeah. Um. So we sit down. We eat, we each get we each order one drink. Bill comes out to $40, right? Okay. And so I feel like in a normal circumstance, like one person would pay for it and then they would like split it up, you know? Yeah, or like, like we'd, we'd Venmo, Venmo or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for but sure. So the other three guys, like every, everyone just, they just start putting their cards out like as if we're going to split the bill. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I put my card out to split the bill, like 10 yeah. bucks a person. The waitress comes back. Like she grabs it. She comes back. She goes, um, she's like, Hey, so uh, there's the there's a girl over there that just paid for your uh, your guys's drinks. <laughs> so what? Like, and she points and like you can't even see who it is. So it's like all right. And I'm like, I, I say to her, I'm like, oh okay, that's nice to her. And the waitress goes, actually, uh, she wasn't doing it to be nice. And I was like, what what are you talking about? She said, she goes, yeah, the girl uh, she saw me uh, putting the bill in and she said to me, are they really splitting a forty dollar oh. bill four ways? <laughs> I'll just pay for it myself. <laughs> so apparently this girl just gave the waitress her card, paid for our drinks, and like then just left. Like the she like I was like, who is she? Like like I want I will say thank you to her. And the no. waitress like, I don't know where she went. Never saw the girl, like she nothing. Just, she was just flexing just, on you guys. She just paid for it and bounced. Oh so, my god. Oh my this, god. Is this a savage or weird segment in, in real life? Yeah, I guess so. That's a, that's a savage thing to do. Like it was a What's favor. Your- it was a favor not for you. Though? It wasn't for you though. It was a favor for the waitress. It was like, oh my gosh, these guys are so cheap that they're splitting a, you know, they're splitting it ten dollars each. Like, if it's just forty bucks, like let me make it easier for you, the waitress, 
to like plug it in uh, and pay for it. But I mean, at the end of the day, you guys are happy as well because you just got free drinks. So uh, did, I, did I take a win or a loss? Like I, I, yeah. I, we were debating. I have no idea. In my opinion, like you're the I like that's what I was thinking was like it was like, yeah, I guess it's kind of the bitch for the waitress to like ring up four different orders, right. something that simple. But like, that's your fucking job. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> At the same time, people are, that's why I've been saying, I've been saying on this show ever since we fired the last intern, right. ever since he quit on us, right? I've been saying we need to bring back old school internships mm. where the kid's doing coffee runs, you're yelling at him, throwing staplers <laughs> at his head or her head. We need the abusive workplace because the American workforce has just gone soft these days. <laughs> that, that, that chick literally just like set $40 plus tip on fire for, for no reason. No reason. I had, I had no yeah. real reason to do it. That's. That's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so I don't know if that was a win or a loss. I think I, I think it's a yeah. I think you can take it as a win that the fact that you got free drinks out of it. I, I think you you know you're allowed to split the bill, Mark. You're allowed to do that if you want to do it's it. It's not like she came up and was like, "You guys are cheap as fuck." Like, "Fuck right, you guys." Right, like, right, she literally right. did it and did not right, did not address right. anything. No idea who she is. That's so I funny. could pass her in the street. She could be sitting in the recording room right now. I wouldn't know. <laughs> it's funny that the waitress told you. Yeah, she wasn't doing it to be nice. That's like so awkward. <laughs> she was doing it because she hate that you guys put four four cards on the table. Anyway, that's very interesting. Um, so then you went on to watch the fights. Of course, on our last show, we broke down uh, Ben Askren uh, taking on the YouTuber Jake Paul in the boxing fight. So it's a perfect transition. Let's go ahead and jump in to Financial Investing 101. <laughs> Mark, you could have covered that $40 bill yourself over the weekend because we both cashed Jake Paul. Uh, we gave him out at minus 130 last week to cash $76.92. Mark, your thoughts on the fight? Honestly, a complete waste of time. <laughs> like... <laughs> If we weren't getting paid to talk about it like twice <laughs> right now in the last episode, I would like I wouldn't even just do a single episode like it was such a such a I mean, I'm glad to win money off of it. Yeah. But, uh, it was such a we also took him to win by 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 early stoppage by TK or KO. I don't remember what it was. It was like yeah. plus 100 or something. So yeah. there was that. I didn't even I literally didn't even check. That's yeah. so stupid. And uh, yeah, the whole thing was was just strange. It was it was absolutely nothing that I was expecting because that video came out of Ben Askren like doing training boxing. Right. Uh, and everyone was like, wow, he looks so good. He's doing really well. Everyone was like, oh, he's been trolling the whole time. He's actually good. Right. He walked out into the ring and it was like he was trolling us after trolling. <laughs> he double trolled. He was terrible. And Jake Paul got an easy knockout again. The good old the double troll. Um, yeah, just, just a crazy event to watch through and through. I mean, the commentating was ridiculous. The... And I mean, like, ridiculous, not in a good way or a bad way. It was just super, like, out there. Like, they were just kind of, you know, I, the idea is, like, it's very laid back and they're all just talking casually and it's just kind of a fun, you know, celeb fight. So I get that. It's, it was just very, very interesting event. And then, yeah, Ben Askren comes out. And uh, I don't know if you saw this clip, Mark, but <laughs> or if you remember seeing it during the fight, but uh, legendary Michael Buffer, right? Uh, legendary ring announcer. Uh, pronounces him Ben Askew 
I don't know if you uh, saw that. I, I, I missed that. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he literally pronounced him uh, Ben Askew. So that, that's, how, that's how the main event started with the uh, ring announcer mispronouncing poor Ben's name. And then he goes out there and he looks like kind of like a deer in headlights. I mean, they get into one little clinch. Ref splits him up. And then, yeah, it was just kind of like a jab to the body overhand right. Puts him down. He gets up, stumbles. Uh, ref waves it off. Um, yeah, I would say like there's a narrative out there that like, oh, Ben didn't care. Or, oh, Ben just got an easy paycheck. Ben, the fight. Some people even saying that the fight was rigged, that sort of thing. But I, I watched, I don't know if you watched um, Ben's like post-fight interview. He's trying to play it off like he's unfazed. I did not, by the way. I, the fight happened, and then I turned you were off the television, with it. and I haven't looked at it since. <laughs> you were done with it. Uh, yeah, the, just the way he was answering the questions, you could kind of hear in his voice, or at least I thought from listening to his voice, that he sounded like actually kind of like upset and embarrassed about what happened. So I feel a little bit bad for him. Um, but, I mean, that was the game plan from Jake Paul and his team, right? Pick a guy that doesn't know how to box. Now it's a whole fiasco. the The circus What's continues. Next, I the circus continues. What is next? Uh, it sounds like he wants to call out like more MMA guys. It's, he wants to call out Nate Diaz. Um, He's calling out like I don't understand though because there's there's good names in in MMA that are calling him out. He's, Robert Whitaker said he he said he'd fight him for less than half a mil. Well, obviously, but Jake would never want to do that. He's gonna pick guys that he can yeah. that he can beat, obviously. Because as soon as he loses, as soon as he loses, it's all over. Right? The the whole fiasco's done and uh, there won't be the same amount of interest. So he needs to pick these kind of borderline guys that, you know, he thinks he can beat and the public thinks, you know, has a chance to to pull it off and, and, and stop the uh, stop the madness that's going on. So he's going to pick someone like in that kind of range, maybe a jujitsu guy, a grapple, another kind of grapple centric guy who's an MMA fighter. I could see him one. going. I could see like Dylan Dennis or something like yeah. someone who's great in jujitsu, but not right. boxing. but yep yeah dylan danis was the original plan actually um before ben askren and dylan dylan danis turned down the fight so they went with ben so now maybe the script for dylan danis is there he's certainly calling for the fight out on twitter um in terms of ufc guys though i mean they're all kind of under contract so i'm not even sure how that would work but yeah the 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 madness continues um but three and oh professional boxer without fighting a boxer how easy what what a life why what where did we go wrong mark why didn't we do why didn't we think of something like this i mean my goodness it's it's genius really like in in terms of marketing it's actually really smart i mean he just sold over a million pay-per-views he has no real boxing real boxing experience still doesn't and he's just and yeah it's oh man crazy what a crazy world we live in. Um, good for him. Good for him. Uh, hopefully, we'll cash another ticket on him next time. Uh, that's, the, that's the one positive takeaway. Of course, we wanted Ben to win, but uh, we bet on Jake um, because we kind of saw what was going to happen on that one. Um, but we're here today, Mark, to talk about real fighting. Uh, we're here to talk about UFC 261, a card with three title fights on it, a big pay-per-view coming this weekend. Let's go ahead and dive into it, Mark. Uh Opening bout uh, is a matchup between Anthony Lionheart Smith and Jimmy Crute. Anthony Smith, a plus 160 dog. Um, Jimmy Crute coming back as a minus 200 favorite. Your thoughts on this one? You know, I was tempted to take Anthony Smith as the underdog just because, spoiler alert, there weren't really any underdogs that I liked on right. the card. Um the old the old Mark would have taken that in a heartbeat and just said, fuck it. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> but this Mark said, I don't really know a lot about these fighters, so let me look up the stats. 
Right. And I'm let the let the numbers decide, and it has me leaning towards towards Jimmy here, old Uncle Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron. I'm thinking, uh, looking at his stats here, striking accuracy. He leads him in all these categories. Striking accuracy, he's at 57% compared to Smith's 46. Mm-hmm. We see uh, he's got more significant strikes per minute, almost double, 4.36 to 2.34. Uh, much better takedown accuracy. Uh, overall, I just think it, it looks like the numbers here for two guys I don't know much about. I'm assuming you're going to know a little bit more to yeah. educate the listeners. But uh, uh, the stats that I'm seeing on paper at least have me going towards Jimmy Crute here. What do you think? I agree. Um, Anthony Smith uh, at one point was like a real big contender in the light heavyweight division. He uh, he had a really good fight against Thiago Santos, and he had a really good fight actually against uh, John Jones, believe it or not, uh, he had a, in one of John Jones' uh, title defenses. Um, so Anthony Smith made a good kind of run towards the top there, uh, but since since then has slid down a bit. He had a really brutal fight against uh, Glover Teixeira, who actually is getting um, the next title shot against Blahovich. Um, so that's interesting. But anyway, he had a really tough fight against... Uh, to share where he was literally beaten down because to share is a really strong grappler and he was just beat up for like literally 25 minutes and it was actually like a pretty controversial UFC fight because people were giving his corner a lot of a lot of slack for how much damage he took and saying that you know they should have thrown in the towel earlier and since then he had another loss after that um, I just feel like he took so much damage in that fight and um you know, this is kind of a we've we've talked about this plenty on the show before, but a, a changing of the guard or a uh, crossing of paths between a young up and comer uh, and a guy who uh, kind of already had his run and is on the way back down, um, and that is exactly what Jimmy Crute's going to offer, I think, this weekend. Jimmy Crute's a solid prospect out of Australia who's um, had his first loss, I think it was like two years ago, but bounced re- bounced back really well with a first round submission his last time out. Um, he's solid. He's going to be a contender up there sometime soon. Uh, and this is a spot, a good spot for him to open a pay-per-view card on the main card uh, and get a win against Anthony Smith. So I'm on board with you there at minus 200. The pick is Jimmy Crute. Next, we have a middleweight matchup between uh, also two names that uh, maybe were bigger names a few years back, but uh, still still competing in the uh, UFC on the main card of a pay-per-view. And that is Uriah Hall. Uh, let me get the odds here. Uriah Hall is a it's a pick 'em. Uriah Hall against Chris Weidman, both at minus one ten. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with you know probably Chris Weidman more, I would guess. But uh, Uriah Hall at one point was supposed to be the next big thing in MMA, uh, and didn't quite ever make it to that to the levels that were expected of him. Um, but who do you like in this one? Uh, I like Weidman. Uh, I like you said the like it's reflected in the line, a literal toss up. Uh, but I like Weidman's takedown ability a little yeah. bit more, and I'm tending to lean towards that in the fight game these days. Is I, I'm noticing a trend uh, in guys that are able to control the ground game a lot more, are getting much favorable rounds in in the eyes of the judges, mm. uh, just because I feel like the optics are just much more dominating, and they can get like little strikes in here and there, and and then they end up winning rounds like ten nine, ten nine, ten nine. You know. Yeah. Um, so I feel like in a fight that this is this evenly matched, I think I think that could be the the big separator here. Sure, um, definitely, definitely a tough one to call. Um, I'm gonna go with Uriah Hall. Um, I know you're going with Weidman. I'm gonna go with Uriah Hall. Um, that's definitely possible. If Uriah Hall can't stop the takedown, then this could be one of those decision wins for Chris Weidman, where he just has more control time and and gets more strikes on the ground. 
but uh, I just think Weidman's taken so much damage recently, um, and he's been knocked out quite a few times. Uh, and Uriah Hall does have the power when when he needs it sometimes, and uh, can get those early early wins. So it is kind of one of those good striker versus wrestler matchups where it's like you're not really sure what's going to happen. Um, but just looking at Chris Weidman and the slide he's been on recently, and looking at the talent that Uriah Hall has. Um, I'm just going to, it's a lean. It's an absolute lean. I'm not confident in either of these, you know, two getting the job done. That is why it's a pick em, But um, I see it as a pick em as well. I think the odds are, are dead on. So I'm going to lean Uriah Hall. You're going to lean Chris Weidman. That's enough of the non-title fights. Let's move into a title fight. It's time to talk. Valentina Shevchenko, a minus 400 favorite, takes on Jessica Andrade. Um, I'm guessing you're going to take Shevchenko. Yeah, but to be honest, I I was kind of surprised that she was this heavily favored. I thought it'd be like maybe more like a minus 200. After her last um this is the flyweight title fight by the way. After her last fight because um remember that do you remember her last fight? She got like controlled in the first round. Um she got taken down uh and the odds like she actually like flipped to like minus 300. She started as like a minus 1200. That's usually where we see um Shevchenko like she usually has a ridiculous she's usually a ridiculously heavy favorite but and then then that last fight she got controlled on the ground by I think Maya it was Jennifer Maya and then yeah, uh, yeah and then she go, came all the way down to like a minus 300 um and then like kind of dominated on the feet again the last the last four rounds and made it comfortable uh is that why you expected the odds to be a little closer or do you just have more more respect for Andrade I think it's a respect for Andrade kind of thing mm. which kind of makes me want to take Andrade in this fight yeah like she's so powerful especially for her size like she, yeah. she's really small but she she's extremely strong um and I mean there really aren't many flaws in her game so it's almost like a plus 300 looks like a value pick to me yeah but at the same time I just have to go with Shevchenko I do think she is the, the better fighter I just don't think it's as as wide a gap as this line makes it seem mm. but we have to admit that this is for sure Dana White here is putting these two against each other. Shevchenko, I believe she's like the 10th ranked fighter in this division, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and if she and Andrade is or Andrade is the uh, she's the number one contender right now. So this is literally 10 versus one. That's a matchup that you don't see very often in the UFC. And I think the reason for that is that if Shevchenko gets the win here, we're seeing a fight against her sister. <laughs> wouldn't that be something that, that's that, got to have that Dana would... white marketing written all over it <laughs> when that, has that ever that, happened that Two would siblings sell. fighting for a belt i don't think that's uh i don't think that's ever happened that i can think of um i mean yeah. tell me i'm wrong tell me that's not what dana white's yeah, thinking I see it's what you're 10 doing. versus one she's ranked 10 when have you it. ever seen the number 10 person get a title shot or a, a fight for a title shot uh, one away from a title shot. I don't know. That's um, definitely you putting your UFC marketing hat on. I like when you do that. That's always a good idea. It's more of a conspiracy hat. <laughs> yeah, it is more of a conspiracy hat. Um, but I, I agree with you uh, in terms of the pick. I just think, yeah, Shevchenko you just, is one of those you can't really bet against. I'd put her as like the most dominant uh, female UFC fighter after Amanda Nunes. Um, yeah, she's just solid. I don't think you could bet against her. But that being said, I do understand why you were kind of like talking about Andrade, Andrade being a value pick. Um, obviously had a big knockout of Rose that one time uh, but by slam, which is something you don't see very often. Um, yeah, Andrade a solid, solid uh, power puncher, uh, despite the, uh, the the size in the flyweight division. Um, so should be a good one. But 
I just can't go against uh, Shevchenko. So despite the uh, the chalkiness of the pick, uh, we're both going to side with Shevchenko. Is that right? Correct. All right. We're gonna both going to take Shevchenko at minus 400. Next title fight. Moving down the list, we've got Wiley Zhang, a minus 200 favorite. She takes on Thug Rose Namajunas at plus 160. Another title fight. Uh, Wiley Zhang holds the belt. Rose is challenging. What do you think? I really like Wiley Zhang. I like her personality. I mean, she doesn't speak English, but <laughs> assuming the subtitles are accurate, I yeah. like the things she has to say. Like she's just very, very humble, very like straight down to business. Um, and she's she's a dog in every sense of the word. Word. What what was the fight? It when was she a- retained. Yeah, it was against. Um, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, of course, it was uh, against the the lady with the um, the big name. Oh, what's her name? It was. Jane. Oh, the. Yeah, yeah, the Armenian name. Yeah. Gubachian or something? No, that's not it. No, I'm closer <laughs> than you think. <laughs> that's definitely not it. Zhang versus um. Uh, Joanna Young Jacek, your your Jacek. Right? No, there's no way. I I was Yeah, I it's Joanna your Jacek or something like that. That's the fight, dude. That's the fight where they slugged each other for like 5 rounds and they all, they oh, both shit. looked beat yeah. up. Who was I thinking of? Who Oh, I was thinking of when Andraj beat that other girl. <laughs> I yeah. was I, I'm all over the That was like the that was like the fight battled by the $40 bill split. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was like the fight That was like the fight of the year last year uh was um against yeah, Joanna Jacek and Wiley Zhang. Uh, that was the fight. They were the co-main event before, um, Adesanya Romero and they just like slugged it out for five rounds. And it was just an, it was, they, it was a hell of a fight and Jang just barely edged it in a decision, uh, that, that made her the, the champion. So, um, yeah, that was the most ridiculous, not ridiculous, one of the most brutal women's yeah. fights I've ever seen. It was incredible to watch. Right, right. So she's obviously got that in her. Also like this Rose Namajunas woman <laughs> this chick first of all she is scary as fuck she she looks like a scarier version of uh the girl from stranger things yeah, i knew you're gonna i knew you're gonna have some sort of comparison of the of the buzz cut <laughs> yeah or like those little like the doll like not the dolls the the bodies like the that predict the future in minority report never one seen of those it. Right, never uh seen anyways it. or just britney spears and she shaved her head anyone any girl <laughs> with a buzzed head that's what she looks like um but I saw an interview with her after she, because she, she lost the belt. She had the belt, right. lost the belt. Right. And I saw an interview with her, and she was saying that when she lost that fight, she felt like a great weight had been taken yeah, off she her didn't shoulders. Yeah. Like she said that it was less pressure now. And to me, like that's that is an interesting attitude to have right. as a fighter. Like right. you don't want the pressure of the belt. Like Very I don't unique. think she was talking about the belt being physically too heavy. I think it was something <laughs> else. So. I don't know. I I just think Zhang. I like her personality more. I like I like her focus more. And on top of that, I think she's just a better fighter. So I think the physical and mental aspect it, it has me leaning towards Zhang at a minus two hundred line. And I think that's honestly generous to the betters. I think this one. I think you could flip these lines. I think this could be the minus four hundred. Yeah. Um. I I I like the pick. I think there is some respect for for Rose just because she did look really good her last time out. She has solid. Solid, just like flowy striking. She really gets into his zone and uh, and is really good on the feet. Um, 
so this is this literally could be like a lot like that Jun Jacek uh, Zhang fight from last year, where two really really talented strikers just going toe to toe and 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 throwing everything they got at each other. Uh, could be I I think out of the card might be the the most even fight. Honestly, I think it's going to be really close. I think Rose is. Uh, you're totally right. Very unique attitude. Very unique person. Just overall, like, doesn't do a lot with the media. And then when she does, like, said well, some you saw things. The comments yeah, said up, some so. things that were very controversial uh, over the past week, just about Jang being from China and and China being a communist country. And Rosie. you said, "I'd rather be dead than red." Right, right. Right. So now there's some beef behind the fight as well. Um, so it's definitely an definitely an interesting one. Um, but I am going to side with Wiley Zhang, who's just taken the MMA world by storm and the first champion out of China. I think uh, she continues the reign at strawweight um, and gets the job done. I think, yeah, I think it's a decent value pick um, taking Zhang. Like you said, it could be a little more lopsided. There is some respect for Rose because Rose was, at, you know, held the belt at one point. But let's go ahead and take Wiley Zhang together as the slight favorite. And of course, it's time to break down the welterweight main event for the title. Before we do that, Mark, a quick word from our sponsors. This show is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action of real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now over at WinBet. So get started today, and you'll receive a special offer of up to $500 in a risk-free sports bet. Terms and conditions apply. Get the details at wynnbet.com and download the app today. I honestly never thought I'd have the chance to say this in my life. This is a dream come true for the listeners. I've never been so excited to do an ad read. It feels amazing to be here and say that we are brought to you by Roman. Look, guys. Let's go. No no one's perfect. <laughs> all right? Even the best baseball players strike out with the bases loaded. And even the best golfers, sometimes they three-putt with the tournament on the line. Hey, it happens. So if you feel like you're coming up short in other parts of your life, perhaps the bedroom, that's perfectly fine. But if it is bothering you, there are some options. So go to GetRoman.com slash SGP now. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your own home, so you don't have to worry about an erection if you have a female doctor checking you out down there. A U.S.-licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you for free with two-day shipping. That's like Jeff Bezos is paying you to have a better sex life. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com SGP and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with the doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com SGP and you'll get $15 off your first month look there's a straightforward way to take care of your ed get roman.com slash sgp get started now save 15 dollars on your first month of treatment we're also brought to you by better than dot vegas better than dot vegas it's like youtube but for what hashtag dgens only care about sports betting we're giving out free daily video picks over on our better than vegas profile page better than vegas is always running a ton of free contests as well they got a ton of free picks and handicappers to check out so make sure you subscribe to our profile so you don't miss a single pick sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv 
Also, the Sports Gambling Podcast is now on Riffer. Riffer is your home for many episodes and free picks from the SGPN crew. If you don't have time to listen to an entire episode, Riffer is a perfect quick fix or the EPL Quick Pick Show every Thursday. Make sure to subscribe to yes. the SGPN page by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Riffer. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash R-I-F-F-R. Wow, Mark. Congrats on... I, I wanted to give you a, a special present for your Monday by giving you the Roman Swipes ad read. That is quite the gift. Uh, I was a little bit alarmed that <laughs> when I saw that for a moment, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like We're in our 20s. Like I think... I think I don't know about you. We're in, we're all good. Maybe the big dogs upstairs. If there's if there's something, they need, there's a reason behind this one. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> You're calling them out. Calling them out. <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah, what a great sponsor. Happy I love that. it. Can we get free shipments of these? Yeah, right. I know, right? That would be that'd be fun. Um, On no one's safe. Definitely, no one's safe. <laughs> no one's safe. <laughs> I remember that was a thing in college. Anyway, uh, let's go ahead and move on to the main event. Uh, it's a rematch. It's a rematch that nobody wanted. Uh, it's time for Kamar Usman to fight Jorge Masvidal again at welterweight. Um, Usman, as you might expect, a sizable favorite. He's coming in at minus 400. Jorge game-bred Masvidal coming back at plus 300. Um, maybe I'm being a little negative here, Mark. Maybe this is a fight some people want to see. I personally think it's going to go down exactly how the first one went down. The the, re, the rematch is happening because not because of the way the first fight went. It wasn't close or anything like that. They, it was just because Masvidal was stepping in on short notice and didn't have time for a full training camp. So now they're giving him a rematch to give him that time to do that. Uh, Mark, what do you think? Yeah, I understand that criticism. When he took the fight on six days notice, I mean, that's unprecedented for yeah. a title shot. It almost seems like... I mean, Usman's ex- Usman was saying that he took it with a built-in excuse, you know, because if he loses, he can yeah, true. he can just say I got six days notice. But at the same time, Usman only had six days notice there too, you know. He he's got a game plan for right. for uh, Masvidal at the same time. But yeah, so it was almost like Masvidal got a free title shot in a way. It was like, hey, you go in here, maybe you win and you get the title, or maybe you just have a good showing and then you can convince Dana White that you deserve actually another shot right. at it, you know. Um, and for the record, that that title shot would have went to Ben Askren had he not been knocked out by Masvidal yeah, in that's so four true. seconds, if I'm that's not so mistaken. True. Um, in an alternate universe. Yeah, yeah in, in an alternate fabric of reality, <laughs> Ben Askren is the welterweight champion of the world. <laughs> yep. And Jake Paul works at McDonald's. Um, <laughs> No, but so so yeah, so so I understand that. Yeah, I'm honestly like I'm not super sold on Masvidal as a guy. Obviously, he's he's a bad as, motherfucker. As a guy. <laughs> like, he's he's scary. He's a bad man. He's dangerous for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like he's like a little bit too into himself. You know, I I, I don't really like his vibe that much. Oh, interesting. I am taking Usman. Usman's a, Usman just like Masvidal is a scary dude. Usman is is even scarier in my yeah. opinion. Like the way he does his post game press conferences post game post fight press yeah. conferences and he says like put some respect on my I yeah. feel like he's, he's yelling in, at he's me. intimidating like, for sure for I feel sure. like I like he's yeah, like I angry like, it's yeah. like I insulted his mother it's like he knows me you <laughs> yeah know? it's like yeah. he's in my living room like he telling me that I'm a bitch. yeah he always has a chip on his shoulder mark constantly has a chip on his shoulder and the fact that a guy can weigh in at 170 mark you can weigh in at 170 and then look like that the next day is is unreal. I mean, 
the size of the guy at welterweight like it's it's unreal yeah, he's, he's pure muscle he's I guess. massive yeah he's absolutely massive uh the way the first fight went if you didn't see it was basically masvidal came in and uh uzman just basically decided that he had an advantage in the clinch and so he basically just spent the whole fight holding the clinch with masvidal where he just controlled him up against the fence um, he was just had a stronger upper body, was able to control the positions up there and do some damage, do some foot stomps, do some body shots, do some basically. Masvidal no- said, uh, Masvidal said the reason he lost was that he didn't practice enough tap dancing. <laughs> that's awesome. I like that. Um, that's definitely like, I don't see why he doesn't go into this with the same game plan though. If you're Usman, like if something worked the first time, um, why not go back to it? Um, and if you're Masvidal, I guess what you need to change is is figure out how to stay off the fence, how to keep the fight in open space, you know, so that it's a striking battle because, you know, maybe Masvidal has a chance if it's just a, a striker-to-striker battle. I mean, Usman has a wrestling background. That's how he kind of made his way to the UFC. But he's also a good striker, as we've seen against uh, Covington, as we've seen against Burns. Uh, he's able to to knock guys out as well. So just an all-around well-rounded champion, a guy that truly, like, I think Usman's just like very multidimensional, and and honestly, I think he's gonna have the belt for a long time. Uh, I think it'll be interesting when Covington gets another shot at him, but I just don't see Masvidal being the guy. I, I I still I honestly go all the way back, like all the way back to that Ben Askren fight. I, I honestly think they were kind of trying to push Masvidal out. If I'm being honest with you, Mark, I think they were trying to slide him down the pole. They were going to give him Ben Askren, the shiny new object um, from one championship who was going to go on up to the title shot. He pulls off that remarkable knockout, right? Lands a big knee um, and then goes into a fight with what? After that, he went with Nate Nate Diaz, the BMF belt, right? Nate Diaz, another guy who has a lot of losses on his record, uh, maybe on the slide down as well, uh, and was just going to get outstruck by Masvidal all day. He, he takes care of him, and then he gets into this title shot. Uh, and he loses it on six days notice. And I, I just don't think he's, I, I honestly think he's maybe uh, fourth best. I, mean, I think he's the fourth best welterweight. I'd put, I put Usman, I put Covington and I put Leon Edwards ahead of him. Um, I just don't, I don't see him pulling off the upset here. I think, I think Usman personally is the safest bet on the card in my opinion. Yeah, I can't think of another fighter in the UFC that's as well-rounded as Usman, like yeah. overall. Yeah. When you look at all the fighters, I mean, this guy's such a dominant wrestler, both offensively and in his takedown defense. Mm-hmm. And his striking is obviously insane. Like, you look at the guy and you're like, damn, this guy looks like a striker. I mean, yeah. he's just uh, agile, definitely. strong, definitely. you know, and quick. But he's actually, like you said, is is very renowned for, for his ground capability and putting guys up against the fence. So... Yeah, I don't see anything like obviously six days notice is really short versus an entire camp. Yeah, but I don't see what Masvidal could possibly have done besides take steroids that would <laughs> that would tilt this in any way. So I can't see anything legal that Masvidal <laughs> could have done that would possibly bridge that gap between the two of them. If I'm yeah. being honest, I guess we saw Usman knocked down in his last fight by Burns in the first round. He kind of got clipped. Uh, but recovered really well and, and and eventually got the knockout on his own. I guess that's the only real path I see. I don't see, I don't see Masvidal. You know, he's not gonna out wrestle him. Uh, I see uh, maybe he, maybe he outstrikes him and gets a gets a, a finish. But I, I just think the odds of it are so slim. I think I think Usman um, 
has been underestimated even as a champion uh, over his last few fights. And he's finally getting some some respect from the odds makers, and I think it's uh, it's dead on accurate. I think he gets the job uh, done comfortably here. I think he wins by probably by decision, um, and then we figure out what what's next for him. Um, any other thoughts on the fight? I mean, I wish I wish I was more. I'm excited about it, but I just I just don't. I I don't know. I just don't see. I don't see it going. Uh, anything? I don't see anything crazy happening. I kind of see it as just like a fight that Usman controls the whole time. You know what I mean? Imagine Masvidal gets another four second flying. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. He does it twice. <laughs> that would be cool. Um, but yeah, that's if that's all of our thoughts uh, on the main event. Uh, we're both gonna lock up uh, Kamar Usman, the champ, at minus four hundred. And uh, speaking of locks, it's time for the lock dog parlay. When we go to gamble, we go to lose. All right, Mark, your lock for UFC 261. I'm going to take Shevchenko as my lock because I need to see the two sisters, Antonina and Valentina, <laughs> fight against each other. That's a fight that has to happen. I have to watch... I have to watch these two Eastern European sisters beat the crap out of each other on television. And Dana White needs that too. He knows he needs that too. If anything, I wouldn't be surprised if he's paying on Andrade to lose this fight. I'm Reddit slash UFC conspiracies. Um, right. So, so I'm I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take Shevchenko for my lock. All right. Uh, my lock is going to be Kamar Usman at minus four hundred. Uh, in the main event of the evening against Jorge Masvidal, I think he wins comfortably. Mark, your dog. For my dog, uh, did you look at the spreadsheet? Did you look at the paper? I'm doing something. Oh my gosh, I can't believe what you're about to do. After all the crap you've given me for the first time for being a prelim guy, and you're gonna go down to the prelims yourself to make a pick. I'm gonna go into the prelims. You know, wow. I had a wow. I had a think. Okay, I had to think about it. All yeah. right, I thought. I Change think. your tune, huh? Change your tune. I thunk about it, and I was looking at this card, and I was like, "There's nothing that I really like as far as right. as far as dollars go." But I care yeah. about the listeners, of course. I care care about the listeners. So I said, "Let me go into the uh, let me go into the into the prelims and see. Maybe Kyle's <laughs> on to something." I feel like I, I feel like every time we talk about UFC, it'll be like we'll talk about the the main stuff, and then you'll be like, "Oh yeah," and then I also had this guy winning in the prelims, and I'm like, yeah. "I didn't even know." Who those guys are <laughs> so i went and looked at it and i saw there were actually two names in in the prelims that i was familiar with that mm-hmm. i felt comfortable taking okay i like i'm gonna take my dog carl robertson at yeah. plus 105 yeah, versus brandon pick. allen minus 135 i just like carl robertson with a little bit more experience here i feel like they're pretty even fighters as respect as is reflected in the line it's a great fight uh but uh, but i like i like robertson here back in front of a crowd uh, I think he's gonna. He was a guy that was fighting on on main cards not long ago, and I think he's gonna get his get his chance to go back up there. So I'm gonna take Carl Robertson in my first ever prelim dog plus 105. Wow, very interesting. Uh, I like it though. I'm uh, also gonna dive down into the uh, prelims. I'm gonna look at a featherweight fight uh, between Pat Sabatini and Tristan Connolly. Tristan Connolly is a plus 185 dog, Mark, a decent size dog. Uh, Sabatini, a minus 230 favorite. I like Tristan Connolly. Um, he had one fight against, you know, that one guy, uh, 
it's like for Pereira. Yeah, Pereira. The guy with the uh, man bun uh, that does like crazy stuff in the octagon, like he does like the backflips and the um, the like yeah. jump. That guy. So Tristan Connolly fought against that guy, and that guy was throwing all sorts of crazy stuff the first few rounds, um, like super unorthodox strikes, literally doing backflips and cartwheels uh, in the fight. And Tristan Connolly, I really liked what I saw out of him. He, he weathered the storm, gassed the guy out. He's a really good grappler from uh, from up in Canada. Uh, and he, he actually managed to win a decision by taking the guy down after the guy was gassed out and just controlling him on the ground and controlling the fight. I think he's uh, worth a dog shot here against Pat Sabatini. Uh, so I'm going to take him at plus 185. Uh, Mark, your parlay. My parlay. Honestly, like, I don't even I don't even like this parlay that much. <laughs> I also just realized you're so I, I put, you're, you're so honest. <laughs> you're the you got to be one of the most honest guys in the uh, in the sports betting media game. I mean, everyone just like blowing smoke up of everyone's butts, talking about like, oh, I have a great, oh, I've got a lock, oh, I've got this, I've got that, and you're just. I appreciate that, Mark. That's why you were chosen for this. Uh, you'll be honest when you like something and when you don't. Uh, but I do appreciate yeah. you still putting a parlay together. Thank you. This is an up and down game, and right yeah. now I'm up. I'm up a few thousand dollars. Right. So I mean, my honesty is paying off. So I'm gonna tell <laughs> the listeners, hey, because I'm willing to take these hits. I'm willing to throw money on a parlay that I don't believe in and, and go down. But if, but I don't want the listeners to have to go through that. Sure. So I'm telling them, hey, if you're feeling ambitious, if you got the bankroll to do it, yeah, go ahead, go ahead and put this little parlay together. But the thing is, why I don't feel great about it is just that it doesn't cash out that high. Okay. For what it is, right? So I've got Shevchenko versus Andraj, which. Like I said, is a, a closer fight than I think than I thought it was, right? Than mm-hmm. than the line says. So I have Shevchenko winning that one. I've got Weedman, who is a Weidman. toss up. I really just put him in there to to prop it up a little bit because just to get the odds up. up. Yeah, just get the odds. Yeah, up. and then you've got then you've got the two. You got two more title fights. I'm taking Zhang, obviously, and, and that's a fight too, where it's like you you really never know what what could happen in that one, truly. And Usman also, like while we were saying, we we're really high on Usman getting a win here. Mm-hmm. You you just with Masvidal is a tough guy. You you never know what he could pull out pull out of the hat and and get a win here. So I mean, all signs point to this hitting. I would say. Yeah. But I could easily see it going wrong, and, and it only cashes out at plus two fifty. That yeah. that's my problem. Yeah, that's a tough um, parlay. A, a four fight parlay at only at plus two fifty is definitely definitely tough. Um, definitely chalky, but yeah, I'm still going for it. Yeah, I respect you going for it. Um, I have a pretty uh, a pretty big number for my parlay. I also made it a four fight one. Um, I really like my dog and Tristan Connolly, so I actually put that big plus money into my parlay. So I've got Connolly. I've got Jimmy Crute, who we both uh, were high on to open the show and win against Anthony Smith uh, in the main card opener. I took Uriah Hall just because I lean, I lean with him slightly. That that fight's more of a coin flip, but I just feel like, you know, I got to do that to, to get these big these big parlay numbers sometimes. So I'm gonna take Uriah Hall uh, against Chris Weidman, and then lastly, I'm gonna take Usman uh, as the safest one in the out of the four. Um, you combine those four, Mark, you get plus nine twenty as the payout. So, uh, I actually kind of like the parlay. I just feel like for plus nine twenty, I like the, uh, I like those four guys and, um, I'm going to ride with it. It also means since you've got Hall in yours and I've got Weidman in mine, then, uh, only one parlay can, can potentially only hit one, you. one parlay left standing. Uh, that's right. Um, thank you for tuning into the show. You can follow me at bet on Kyle on Twitter. You can follow at the SGP network and, be sure to rate, subscribe, and visit sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Mark, any last words from you before we close out the show? 
Have a good week. If you go out to a restaurant, make sure to split the bill so that the waitress gets you get your money's worth and that she gets enough practice in. We'll see you next week.